my father had given me before we left, and wrote in it the first of all the things I came to write down in the coming weeks. The notebook was bought at the airport Smith's and had a photograph of a Concorde on it. There you are, Lewis, my father had said. Concorde? Oh, great, I said. Thanks, brilliant. Except that we weren't on Concorde. We were on some enormous jumbo plane about ten seats wide. The stewards wore Draylon shirts. At the back was a gaggle of babies mewling. It wasn't the best place in the sky to be. What are you writing? asked Alice. Nothing much, I said. Just a private theory. I called it Lewis Little's Exploding Peanut Theory of Beauty. Its first premise was, beauty causes alteration. I'm talking about the beauty of women. Alteration may frequently result in some accident or other. These accidents might be small and of no significance. For example, the Italian in the aisle seat. Or they might be important, even a life or death matter. Alice Little, my mother, has come into the category of beautiful women. N.B. She may have been there for a while without my noticing. Ergo, it's probable that she was going to be the cause of an accident of some kind in the near future. This probability is heightened by the fact that the near future is going to take place in Paris. Ours wasn't a family which ever did really interesting things. We would never have thought up the idea of going to Paris. We would have stayed in Devon that summer, as usual, and flown our bird kite on the windy cliffs and gone shrimping in rock pools. But then the call came from Valentina. I answered the telephone one Sunday in May, while Mum and Dad were in the pub and I was doing my history homework, and Valentina said to me, Listen, darling, I must have your mother here this summer. That's it, you know? You must persuade her to come, Louis. I'm sure she does everything you ask because that is what the mothers of clever sons do. I'm counting on you. I used to be a very accommodating little boy. When I was still made of Play-Doh, people were able to mould me to fit their whims and desires. But now, I was going through a phase of disliking being counted on. So later, I said to Mum, Valentina wants you to go to Paris in the holidays, but I don't want you to. Don't go, will you? I remember that Mum sat down and took my hand and stroked it with the back of hers, like she was trying to snow me with freckles. If I go, she said, will you come with me? I'd been to Brittany once, but never to Paris. All I could remember of France was a high wind and a vast hotel and the salty smell of oysters. And I remembered Valentina. She'd been with us in the vast hotel and worn gold jewellery at breakfast. She'd been born in Russia, but had lived in Paris for 38 of her 41 years. She told me that her only memory of her Russian life was standing in a maize field and looking up at the moon. Where would we live? I asked. And then I was told that it was all already planned. This is what parents are in the habit of doing. They pretend to ask you a question when really they're giving you an order. Mum told me that Valentina had a huge apartment and we would stay there with her. Just Mum and me. Dad didn't want to come. He had a summer project. Dad was a school teacher and the word project gave him a kind of gladness of heart. But he wanted us to go. He was all for it, in fact. He told Mum that he thought it was a good idea to introduce me to a great European city. I said... What will I do in this great European city while you and Valentina are working? Still snowing my hand with freckles, Mum said, Well, you'll discover things. Your French is good, and now you'll be able to perfect it. Who will I perfect it with? I don't know. Valentina's friends? You'll meet people your own age, too. And they play chess in the parks. You could talk to the chess players. Will they talk to me? I don't know. I expect so. Will I be able to play chess with them? I can't say... You'll have to ask them. I looked at Alice, and she was sweetly smiling, as if she were laughing at me, or as if everything in the world were as easy as looking for shrimps in a pool.
I wanted to tell her that I thought I'd feel stupid going around Paris begging people to talk to me or play games with me, but I didn't. And then she took the hand that she was stroking and put it to her cheek and said, We'll watch over you. Of course we will. Before we left for Paris, my father, Hugh, had told me in confidence what his project was. We were sitting on a cliff at the time, watching gulls circling in the air. Hugh said, Lewis, I'm going to build a hut in the garden. He said this as if he were old Brunel about to start on the Clifton Bridge. He seemed to want me to marvel. I don't remember what I did say. Perhaps I just looked up at the birds trying to think of something. And then Hugh went on. It's a secret between you and me, okay? I'm building it for Mum. We'll put a desk and a chair in it. It'll be a place where she can sit and read or work in the summer. I didn't look at him. If I had looked at him, I would have seen a short, neat man with gentle brown eyes and thick hair, just smartly flexed.